Hey there, fellow bingers. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie. And welcome to Head Bingers in Charge. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Grey's Anatomy and Cruel Summer, both of which I am very excited for. Now, if you don't know what Grey's Anatomy is about, you probably live under a rock. So I'm not going to give a summary of Grey's Anatomy. It's a, it's a doctor show following the life of Meredith Grey. That's all you need to know. Um, Cruel Summer, on the other hand, is set in the 1990s uh, when a teenage girl goes missing. And each episode focuses on the same day over the course of three years. So 1993, 94, and 95. Um, It follows two teenage girls, Kate Wallace, the girl who went missing, and Jeanette Turner, an outcast who's accused of being involved. Throughout the show, we learn more about both girls' lives, how they intertwined, and who's keeping the biggest secrets. And trust me, there are a lot of secrets. Now, if you are planning on watching Cruel Summer or thinking about watching Cruel Summer, it is important to note that there are trigger warnings uh, before every episode. Uh, Those trigger warnings include grooming and domestic violence. So uh, be sure to watch at your own discretion. Remember, we are not a spoiler-free show, so if you haven't finished Season 17 of Grey's Anatomy or are through Episode 9 of Cruel Summer, you may want to wait to listen to this episode. Yes, so uh, I think it's time to hit the button, Kens. Let's talk about Grey's. Let's talk about Grey's. What'd you think? Um, well, <laughs> the first thing I want to say, probably the same thing that everyone's thinking, is Teddy and Owen. Ugh. What the heck? Gross. I thought we finished that saga finally. I know. I don't understand. I hope I hope they're just like together now and we just stop talking about them. It's been like five seasons of just talking about them. That's true. I am I am glad that they're wrapping it up finally. Yeah, Tom's gone now. Another big mm-hmm, thing. Big, Seems like he's going to be gone. Yeah, big exit. Speaking of big exits, Mr. Jackson Avery. Jackson Avery. How sad. I know. He's one of my favorites. I know, and I didn't like him at first. I forgot that I didn't like him, but during that episode when they were doing like the flashbacks of him in his orange scrubs, yeah. I was remembering like, oh, he was one of those Mercy West villains. Like, I didn't like him. Then they made him so... Now he didn't like the orange. Yeah, they made him so likable though. Like, why would they do that to us? <laughs> when Meredith was like, oh, I'm the last one. I'm the lone survivor, whatever she said. I was like, oh my gosh, she's literally the last one in her residency class. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. So many have come and gone, you know? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, makes sense. It's Grey's Anatomy. It's her show. It's about her life, not about, you know, all these other people that are moving on. But still, you get attached, you know? Definitely. Um, what did you think about Karasik leaving? Did you think that made sense? Do you think it was kind of. I thought it was kind of random. I thought so too. It just didn't really seem like his, his thing. personality. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I guess you can use COVID as an excuse, like having COVID changed me or whatever. Right. I don't know. 
uh, it just it did seem out of character i mean good for him his speech was cute about you know wanting to be a better white man like (laughs) we need better white men out there so (laughs) you know what i mean um but it did seem a little weird especially because him and jackson don't really have a good relationship so yeah right That'll be interesting. It would be really cool if they had a spinoff show. A spinoff with Tom Jackson and April in Boston? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And honestly, at first, I was really confused when Joe was FaceTiming Jackson in that last episode. I was like, is she moving to Boston too with the baby? I was freaking out. But then I was like, oh, no, wait. She just took Jackson's nice apartment. (laughs) Right. I wonder how that came about. Yeah. I mean, good for him. He just, like, gave it to her? I wonder. Maybe. It sounds like something Jackson would do. I mean, he was also throwing around his credit card, putting COVID patients (laughs) in hotels, so. Right. That sounds very Jackson Avery. I think they're trying to push Joe and McWidow together. Joe and McWidow? They've just been having more scenes together. Really? I think that now that which we didn't bring this up yet but amelia and link are falling apart (laughs) i think they're gonna try to push joe and link the whole oh we've been best friends our whole life it's like teddy and owen all over again (laughs) no they're just friends you think like their friendship they shouldn't ruin that i really don't want them to i'm just nervous that's the direction they're going in no no you don't think so no (laughs) All right. Well, I I, hope not. I guess uh, this sounds like a good uh, poll idea. There you we go. can ask: Do we think that um, Joe and Link are going to be pushed next season, or do we not? It's not, not a question of whether you want them to or not. It's do you think it's going to happen? Because I'd be with you. I don't want them to be a thing. I love their friendship. I think it's important to show that. You know, people can just be friends without it being anything more. Platonic relationships are a thing. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's the direction that, that we're going here. Yeah, that's what I, I think, think is being set up right now. Amelia and Link are endgame. For you sure. think Amelia and Link are endgame? Yeah, they're, you know, they were just, you know, going too high, steady slope, but now they had to do something to mess them up because that would be too boring. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they mess it up and just, you know, break them up and then have him go with somebody else, like, I just feel like that's overdone. Like, everybody dates everybody in the show. But he really hasn't. I think she's the only person he's dated. That's true. That would be a change of pace now, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. We also have to keep in mind, though, they got renewed for an 18th season, right? Yes, they did. Okay. A new season usually comes with new characters. Yeah, especially with a couple departures. We need a new uh, plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of new characters, can we talk about Schmidt and that guy? Yeah. I don't know what his name was, <laughs> that little flirty doctor. The, little, little the COVID f- vaccine guy? Yeah, the little flirty COVID vaccine guy. I was hoping he went with him and not go over to Nico's. <laughs> Me too. I guess... That was cute, but, like, Nico, you're too late, honey. Like, that relationship is toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like so Nico. So toxic. I am not a Nico fan. Like, I'm glad he's finally getting over himself, and 
growing as a person, like good for you, but why does Schmidt have to be drug along through all right. of that? You know, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Also, speaking of newer characters, you just think about uh, Maggie's man, Winston. I like him. I love him. I think he's a good addition to the show. I love him so much. Oh my gosh. That episode, this is going back a couple episodes, but that episode when he got pulled over, Mm. that was an incredible episode. It was. That was such a good episode. Like, I think it was really good for people to see, Mm -hmm. you know, what that's like. Because it's one thing to hear about it. Obviously, it's a whole other thing to live it. Right. Um, but, you know, I think mm-hmm. what Grey's Anatomy does with, you know, real life issues is incredible. I love him. I agree. Just saying. It was a good, um, very powerful scene and episode. Very powerful. I was like sobbing. Like <laughs> sobbing. Very powerful episode. <laughs> but I love him. I'm glad that they got married. I'm glad we got to see the wedding. We love when a Grey's Anatomy season ends with a wedding. Yeah. I Overall, though, I think it was kind of a boring finale. Like, they had discussed before that they made it either a series finale or a season finale. I would have been so mad if that was a series finale. Like Me too. Me too. Like, it was, it was like not, not exciting. It wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't, but I guess sometimes sometimes it's hard to make series finales exciting if you want to wrap everything up, you know? That's true. I mean, there's always ways. Like, I think uh, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but I think the Friends final season finale is like the perfect way to end a TV show, you know? Yeah, there's a little bit of excitement still, a little bit of what's gonna happen, but everything gets wrapped up in a nice little package. Everyone gets their happy ending. Everything's great, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I think people want, you know. Definitely, and I I think they needed this 18th season to do that. I think that this might be the end. I don't think they wanted to end on the COVID season, you know. I don't think anybody wanted them to end on this season because of you know just what it was. Correct. That's why I was really hoping they got renewed because they had to make so many changes because of COVID. You know, even with the way they're filming, the fact that they, you know, have to wear the suits and blah, blah, blah. And I just think it'll be nice. Before before COVID, they probably had a whole different plan for season 17. So who knows what it actually should have been. I know. Maybe we'll get to see some bits and pieces of that, you know. Like, mm-hmm. maybe she had plans for a certain character that we'll still get to see. Yeah. Who knows? Um, let's go back to Amelia and Link for a minute. I know you said... I was just going to say you that. You think they're end game, <laughs> but what do you think about what Amelia's going through right now with this whole struggle of she doesn't want more kids and she doesn't think she wants to marry Link? And what do you think? Yeah, I think she's just having a hard time because Link doesn't understand what she's going through and you know he never will be able to um and that's got to be hard for her and she's always been you know a lost soul um so I don't know I hope she gets through this difficult time and hope for you know Link Amelia Endgame but never we'll 
find out, I guess, hopefully. Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree. I do think that, you know, Amelia struggles a lot with feelings and emotions and presenting them and accepting them for herself. Um, mm-hmm. And Link has always done a good job of kind of being an outsider, but then eventually figuring out what's going on and fixing it, you know? Right. Um, and that's the other thing. Like, she, they talked about getting engaged and whatever, and she said she wasn't ready, so I think he did kind of rush it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there was episodes between that. We don't know how much time. Right. But, you know, she said we should discuss it again, and it seems like he didn't really do that. Yeah. So. It's just not a good time like she's obviously going through something not a good mm-hmm. time to propose to someone you know the proposal was kind of cute though with all four rings <laughs> oh my god it was so cute with the kids holding the ring i don't know which one you wanted so you can pick <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine i need to be a surgeon here's here's four rings pick one <laughs> i love that um but yes, super cute proposal. I just think, you know, she has to figure out what's going on with her before she can fully give herself to Link, you know? And Definitely. he's very much the golden retriever boyfriend. Like, he doesn't <laughs> get that. She's going through it right now, you know? He's like, right. oh, okay, we're good. Everything's good. Let's move on then. Like, you know, he's very, that's the best way to describe it, golden retriever boyfriend. That's Link yeah. to a T. <laughs> 100%. I hope we can see, like, more of the baby yeah we don't see him good old scout (laughs) i still don't like the name but (laughs) (laughs) me neither to me it sounds like a dog's name yeah yeah scout sounds like a dog's name we should just call him Derek. what do you think uh is going on with helm yeah good question uh she was like really uh not herself i know at the beginning of the episode i was a little confused because I was like, she should be feeling great. Like, I know she was upset about Meredith, but Meredith's fine. And then, like, I put two and two together. I was like, oh, she's upset about DeLuca. But I feel like, and maybe I have a bad memory, so you can feel free <laughs> to enlighten me if I'm wrong. I feel like I don't remember her and DeLuca having an incredible relationship. No, I thought she was, like, upset because... You know, she said everyone was dying, and this is what she was signed up for. She wanted to help people. And, like, she kind of mm-hmm. seemed like she was just depressed from that. Yeah, so DeLuca might have just been, like, the icing on the cake kind yeah. of thing. Like, it's affecting people that she knows, you know. Right. And, I mean, you know, being just regular people hearing all of those COVID numbers on TV is one thing, but being a doctor and, like, being firsthand, like you know i can't even imagine putting faces to the numbers you know yeah exactly and trying to do everything you can to help and just not being able to it's got to be exhausting Mm -hmm. so it's totally understandable for her to be going through it you know right so i just hope that you know she turns around soon because she's a really fun character Speaking of fun characters, what is his name? <laughs> the, the doctor. The guy. Not the doctor. That's like everybody. But <laughs> The doctor. Yes. That's his name. The doctor. I don't know his name. You know who I'm talking about. All right. I need to look it up because 
he is incredible he's just like and he needs more screen time he, he does he reminds me of like have you ever seen on tiktok like there's this kid that does like oh if you know in 20 years when gen z are doctors or when gen z are teachers and like acts out like how they would do things mm -hmm. that's what it reminds me of like i feel like the writers watched those tiktoks and was like yes this needs to be a whole character <laughs> perez i think it's per i remember richard saying perez perez so sorry that we couldn't remember your name but you need more screen time what a nice name Xander Perez. We don't even know his name for Xander. I know. And the, Xander's a beautiful name. I love that name. Mm -hmm. He's a star. He is. He needs more screen time. He's like the first intern I'm excited about in a while. <laughs> Me too. He needs more screen time in season 18. For sure. Uh, one thing we did not talk about was the Japril reunion. Oh my gosh. How could we forget? How did we feel about it? I enjoyed it. I mean... Obviously, I think everybody was excited that her and Matthew aren't together anymore because it leaves the possibility open for Jackson and April and, you know, her deciding to go with him is, a you know, I think it like, it's good because like they didn't like definitively say that they were going to get back together or anything, but at least you know that they are together in some capacity. Yeah, it's that happy ending that we talked about, you know, that little wrap right. up Jackson got his little happy ending he said goodbye to everybody you know we're under the assumption that he's got this great job where he's gonna do great things and mm -hmm. april's by his side he gets to see his kid more often right i think my favorite i'm gonna end with this my favorite um scene from season 17 is jackson wheeling meredith out in the wheelchair <laughs> sneaking yes. her out from her little surprise yes that was so cute and so on brand for meredith to just yeah. like it seemed more like um like Ellen and Jesse, like the actors. I was like totally them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We love that. And I'm sure that was a fun scene for them to film, you know, it was one of their last scenes together. Yeah. It was probably hard for them, you know, as actors. Yeah. Been filming together for what, ten years at least. Yeah. I think a great ending for him, even though we didn't want to see him go. We can assume he's happy, living his happy little life. And we can be content with his leaving, you know? Could have been worse. They could have killed him off. You know how Grace likes to do that. A better wrap-up than Alex Karev, so we'll leave it at oh, that. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yes. Not, we won't get into that, but... <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I don't, I'm very much looking forward to season 18. I know some people are tired of the show. Some people are over it. But I have a feeling it might be their last season. So I'd be excited to see how they're going to wrap everything up. Yeah, I agree. And I I read before that um, Ellen Pompeo said she wanted to wrap it up with like other characters coming back and stuff, which is why I thought they were like ending it this season because of all the characters they brought back. But um, so maybe, you know, she does have plans to still bring, you know, some of the other characters back on for a little goodbye. Obviously, the dream is Christina Yang, but Sandra O oh said multiple times that she's not coming back but maybe we'll get a little surprise one can hope <laughs> yeah even if it's just for the last episode a little appearance you don't need to you know bring her back and rewrite her whole storyline or anything she right. can still have her happy ending her happy departure and make a facetime appearance or something you know just right. seeing her 
on the screen again, having a real conversation, not a text message conversation, a real conversation oh with Meredith Grey. Actually, they don't even need to have a conversation. I just want to see them dance it out. They just need to dance it out. There you go. That's the that's the way they are going to end it. They should end it, right? Yeah, everyone's got to dance it out. They should get the whole cast to just dance it out. Like all the kids, everybody, just the end. Dance it out. <laughs> I don't know how they would write that in, but mm-hmm. that's the dream. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to play a Grey's Anatomy game, right? All right, we're going to play Chief of Chiefs. Let's play Chief of Chiefs. So we're going to play a game called Chief of Chiefs that uh, we made up <laughs> and named after uh, Richard Weber's title. <laughs> um, so basically, I am going to ask a question, a prompt, um, and give uh, Mackenzie two characters, and uh, she's going to try to guess um, which one's correct. So we're going to start with uh, who's in the most episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Chief of screen time. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. The chief of a screen time. I love that. Um, so first up, I'm trying to, trying to start easy. Um, April Kepner or Christina Yang? Christina Yang. Christina Yang is correct. April Kepner is in 203 episodes. Christina Yang is in 220. So it's actually pretty close, but I figured you would know it was Christina Yang. What about Arizona Robbins or Callie Torres? Callie Torres. Very good. Arizona is in 225 and Callie is in 241. This one's a little tough. Getting a little tougher, okay? Okay, hit me. Dr. Erica Hahn or Dr. Ellis Gray? Ellis Gray makes a lot of like little appearances here and there. I'm going to say Ellis. That is incorrect. Ooh, Erica, Erica Hahn. Hahn is in 20... 20- I, <laughs> I know. She's in 25 <laughs> episodes. Ellis is in 23. Okay. There's a very close number. All right. Very minor characters, but I had to throw it in there because I thought it was very interesting. Uh, Karina DeLuca or Zola? Ooh. Zola. Zola is correct. Uh, Karina's in 35, Zola's in 44. Okay. Is that like just like current Zola or baby Zola too? Current Zola because it goes by the actors. Now I'm getting this information off of like IMDb, so. Right. Nobody come after me if I'm off by a couple episodes. And I don't know how far into season 17 these numbers include, but for the most part, it's just for fun. Um, This one is, I guess I'll give you a little bit of hint in this sense. It's very close in numbers. (laughs) So this one's going to be hard. But um, Link or Addison Shepard Montgomery? Ooh. Addison. Addison by one episode. She's in 59. Link is in 58. Although that will probably change very shortly. I would love for her to come back for a guest episode. Right? We miss her. She was like supposed to be a villain, but we loved her. We all loved her. 
she didn't have to go and doing this research i actually read that she was only supposed to be in a few episodes but because she got so much love they wrote her in more very interesting Mm -hmm. that is interesting we do love her let's bring her back okay what about lexi gray or izzy stevens izzy Izzy is correct. Izzy is in 120 episodes. Lexi Gray is in 113. Very good. You're good at this game, Kens. Thank you. (laughs) Ben Warren or Mark Sloan? Mark. It's Ben. Ben. All right. Another close one, though. Ben is in 139 episodes. Mark is in 138. Wow. All right. Yes at least according to the internet. Amelia Shepard or Maggie Pierce? Amelia. Amelia. Amelia's in 166. Maggie's in 161. Wow, it's closer than I thought. Yeah, because Amelia was in a couple seasons before Maggie, I thought, but yeah, Amelia must have missed a lot of episodes for them to be that close. <laughs> uh, this is the last one I have for... Uh, chief of screen time. I thought this one was fun. Derek Shepard or Bokey? Bokey. Oh, man. Um, Bokey. Bokey is correct. <laughs> Derek, yeah. Derek is in 251 episodes. Bokey is in 262. Bokey's the chief of screen time. <laughs> Bokey is the chief of screen time. The only person, well, the only people that have more screen time than Bokey is um meredith bailey weber and owen interesting yeah meredith bailey and richard are all at the top and then owen is the next after that he's they all like the three of them all have the same amount all three of them have been in the whole show cool all right i guess i'll uh give my uh chief of net worth this is more this is the actors, not the characters. Um, I did, you know, more of like a winner stays on approach. So I, okay, when I give, you know, the two characters, whichever one you say, I'll give a comparison to the to a different person. You know, fair enough. All right. So net worth of the actors. So we got. You're not even gonna know the actors' names, are you? No. Nope. Jason Jason Winston George or Isaiah Washington. Okay, I know Isaiah Washington is Burke. Jason Winston George is uh, Ben Warren. Okay, thank you. You're going to have to give me character names. Um, yeah. So Ben or Burke? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Ben. Correct. Okay. Ben or Katerina Scorsone, which is Amelia? Hmm. Katerina. Correct. Ooh. So just to give you the number, Katerina it's listed as having a net worth of three million and wow ben is a million five hundred thousand oh wow good for her yeah uh amelia or owen kevin mckid Mm. that's tough i know owen has been in more episodes but i don't know if he's done much else Whereas Amelia, I know, is also in private practice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Owen. Nope. 
No. Katerina. Good for her. Yeah. I love that, though. Yeah. I don't know how reliable, you know, you know these people's net worths are. I got them offline, but I got them all on the same site, so it's the same source. Um, Listen, if we're wrong, it's the internet's fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Katerina or Chris Carmack, who is Link? Uh, Katerina. No. What? Nope. His uh, net worth is listed at five million, and hers Why? is only three is million. He, is he in something else? I think he does music um, as well. Yeah. Makes sense. He plays a lot of guitar in the show. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chris Carmack or Kim Raver, who is Teddy Altman. I'm sticking with Link. Nope, Teddy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. All right, Teddy or Greg German, who is Tom Karasik? Teddy. Tom. Oh my gosh, why? Because <laughs> he's a man? I hate that. How much? He is... I don't want to give it away. Okay, ask me the next one. Uh, Tom or Sarah Ramirez, who is... Oh, Sarah Ramirez. Nope, Tom. What? <laughs> yeah. What does he do? I just want to know. I don't know what he does. Tom or Shyler Lee, who is Lexi Gray. Hmm. I know Lexi Gray was in some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll go with Lexi Gray. Nope. Oh, my God. Uh, so I'll tell you their net worth once they're eliminated. That way, like, you don't have any basis. Um, so I'll... Give you Sarah Ramirez from before. She was $5 million, and so is Shyler Lee. Wow. So they're the, those two and uh, Teddy are the same. Um, so Tom's moving on still. We'll go Tom versus Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played... Um, Danny Duquette? Danny. <laughs> Danny. Yeah, sorry. That's so stupid. No, you're good. Danny Duquette. Correct. Yeah, I know he's in a lot. So uh, Tom's net worth was $8 million. I'd love to see what else he was in. Jeffrey Dean Morgan or Sarah Drew, Miss April Kepner? Uh, Denny Duquette. Correct. I'm killing it. Uh, S- Sarah Drew is $3 million. Jeffrey Dean Morgan or James Pickens Jr.? Richard. Um... <laughs> Richard! <laughs> Richard! <laughs> It's the only thing I hear every time I, like, I think about him. Richard. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm going to stick with Denny Duquette. No. No. Richard. Good for Richard. Yep. Denny Duquette uh, is listed at a net worth of $10 million. Pretty good. Wow. That is pretty good. He does, you know, Supernatural and, you know, other shows. So. Right. He does a lot of stuff. That's why I kept figuring he might be better because i don't know what else richard does but i know he's been in the show for 17 years so right it's a long time to be on a show richard or bailey richard yep uh she is also 10 million okay richard or jessica capshaw who is arizona robbins richard no what arizona robbins no way. I don't believe you. Richard uh, is listed at $13 million. I wonder. She must do other stuff. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 
Wow, I need I need to do my homework here. <laughs> Apparently, she was in a show called The Practice because I looked it up. Um, oh, another doctor show. I guess so. Um, yeah, uh, Jessica Capshaw or Eric Dane, who is uh, McSteamy, Mark Sloan. Eric Dane. Nope. What? Arizona. I know. So I was surprised when I was looking this stuff up. I mean, good for her, but like Eric Dane was in movies and stuff. I just assumed. Right. That, that would. Wow. All right. Well, good for her. You go, Queen. <laughs> Eric Dane is actually listed at seven million. He's lower than uh, Tom, lower than Denny, lower than Bailey. Interesting. Yeah. Jessica Capshaw or Justin Chambers? Uh, I'm going to go with Jessica Capshaw. Correct. Yes. Justin Chambers is listed at 18 million. Wow. Yeah, it just tells you where Jessica Capshaw is. That's a lot of coin. Jessica Capshaw or Jesse Williams? Jessica Capshaw. Yeah. Yes. That was surprising to me. That's so interesting. Jesse does a lot of modeling and. Right. You know, he's in other shows and stuff. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> really? I didn't see it. You didn't see? Actually, I feel like I did see Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but I guess I just don't remember because I didn't know who he was back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know until I like saw it again on TV and I was like, wow. That's funny. Um, but yeah, Jesse Williams is listed at 12 million. He's even, you know, below Weber and Alex Grav. Interesting. Um, let's go with, where are we at? Jessica Capshaw or Katherine Heigl? Hmm. Katherine Heigl. That is correct. So uh, finally, the, yeah. the question you've been waiting for, uh, Jessica Capshaw is 20 million. Wow. Yeah. Katherine Heigl or Kate Walsh, which is Addison Shepard. Katherine Heigl. Yep. Kate Walsh is 20 million as well. She's got a pretty... She, it's, what was the year of uh, Kate Walsh? She's in a lot of things. I know. I And I knew she was going to be up there, but I'm... Just my gut was telling me Katherine Heigl. Yeah. Uh, Katherine Heigl or Sandra O. Oh. You're really, you're really making it hard now. I'm going to stick with Katherine Heigl. Yes. Uh, Sandra O is at 25 million though. She's up there. Wow. Katherine Heigl or Patrick Dempsey? Um, hmm. Patrick Dempsey. Correct. Katherine Heigl is listed at 30 million. Wow. Patrick Dempsey or Ellen Pompeo? Ellen Pompeo. Actually, they are both listed at the same net worth. Uh, trick question. Trick question of 80 million. Wow. But I feel like she's going to surpass him because, I don't know, she's still doing stuff. Right. I haven't seen him in much lately, but maybe. Very cool. Good one. So that is, that is it. Ellen and Patrick are tied for chief of net worth. Okay, so... Next question. Who's taller? Okay. We got Meredith Gray or Christina Yang. Meredith. Correct. She's 5'7". Christina's 5'5". Dr. Bailey or Stephanie Edwards? Edwards. Correct. Bailey is 5'. Edwards is 5'3". Teddy Altman or Derek Shepard? Derek. Correct. Altman's 5'8". Derek is five nine and a quarter, and of course these are 
the actor's heights, but you know, I don't know their names, so I had to put their character names. Um, Nico or Jackson? Ooh, Nico. He looks tall. Correct. He's six two. Jackson six one. Tom Karasik or George O'Malley? George. Tom Karasik. Mm. Tom is five ten. George is five eight. Interesting. Joe Wilson or Catherine Avery? Joe Wilson. Catherine Fox. Sorry, Catherine Fox. Joe Wilson is correct. She's 5'5", five five, and Catherine Fox is 5'2". Uh, Levi or Izzy Stevens? Izzy. Correct. Izzy is 5'10". Levi is 5'6". Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Going with the... Uh chief of sexual relations here whoa it was um hard to quantify but um i did only if we knew the person's name okay that they were with and, you know it was like dating or you know just sex you know anything that we saw on screen okay or or heard about um and we knew their name okay so like all right so lexi or Link? Lexi. Correct. As far as I know, Link's only been with Amelia. Correct. Le- Lexi or Tom? Tom. Correct. I have uh, Lexi having three relations, Mark, Alex, and Jackson. Tom or Derek? Tom. Correct. I have Derek as Meredith, Addison, and Nurse Rose. Nurse Rose. <laughs> Tom or Izzy? Oof. Izzy. Nope. Tom. Really? Well, that doesn't really surprise me. Izzy was with George, Alex, and Denny. Oh, wow. I didn't see any others. Tom or Owen? Oh, God. <laughs> Owen. Correct. I have Tom as four. Mm-hmm. I have him with Teddy, mm-hmm. Catherine, which I forgot about, Amelia, and April. Oh, God. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Gross. Really gross. Owen, Owen or Christina? Owen. Correct. Christina was with Owen, Burke, Shane, and Darren Parker. I don't remember who that is, but he was listed. Yeah. Okay. Owen or Amelia? Owen. Correct. Amelia was with Link, Owen, Tom, and Mark. Her and Mark had a little fling and Derek was all mad. That's right. Owen or Callie? Callie. Correct. So Owen I have with five people. He was with Teddy, Amelia, Christina, Beth, and Karina DeLuca, which I forgot about. She's way out of his league. Yeah, when did that happen? Did I watch the show? I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Callie or Arizona? Callie. Correct. You're only off by one. But yeah. I figured it would be close. Yep. Arizona was with uh, Callie, Karina, Eliza, Lee Murphy, and Lauren Boswell. Hmm. 
Callie or Joe? Callie. Correct. Joe is also with five people. Alex, Jackson, Jason Myers, Paul, and Schmidt. (laughs) (laughs) Can't forget Schmidt. Yep. Callie or Meredith? Callie. Actually, trick question. They're both the same. Okay. There we go. Both both six. Um, So Callie was with Arizona, Mark, George, Erica, Alex, and Perfect Penny. (laughs) Perfect Penny. Perfect Penny killed my husband. Perfect Penny (laughs) did kill her husband. (laughs) So we'll move on with Meredith. Uh, Meredith or Jackson? Meredith. No, Jackson. That little hoe. Meredith, I had Derek, Finn the Vet, Nathan Riggs, George O'Malley, Andrew DeLuca, and William Thorpe, who I was like, who the hell is William Thorpe? I looked him up and I slightly remember him. If you look at him, but I was like, who is this guy? Look him up. Okay. William Thorpe. I remember his face, but I literally don't remember anything about him. Um, right? Yeah. I think that was, wasn't he like the first person Meredith was with after Derek? I believe so, yes. Interesting. I forgot about him. So let me keep going. Um, Jackson or Alex? Alex. Yeah. Jackson was with April, Lexi, Joe, Maggie, Stephanie. Mara Keaton and Priya. Alex or Addison? Alex. Yep. Alex or Teddy? Alex. Yep. I feel like Alex is going all the way. <laughs> Alex or Mark? Oh, okay. Ooh. Who is the chief of sexual relations? Is this the last one? This is the last one. Okay, okay. <laughs> Had to make it the hardest. Um, I'm gonna go with, I'm like, I'm, I should be like actually thinking and counting, but I'm not going to, that'll waste too much time. I'm just gonna go with Alex. Yes. Yes. I knew it. So Mark was a little tricky because, you know, there's the episode where all the nurses are mad at him because they, but I didn't count all the nurses because they didn't know their names. Good point. So I just went with Lexi, Addison, Callie, Teddy, Amelia, Olivia, Julia, and Reed. Remember that uh, she was a Mercy West girl too. Oh, okay. And then Alex was with Joe, Izzy, Addison, Lee Murphy, Callie, Nurse Olivia, Lexi, Lucy Fields, Heather Brooks, and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So he had 10. The chief of sexual relations. Alex Karev. Yep. Um, the next one I have. This one I did uh, like top rank style because there wasn't a lot of info. Um, who is the chief of directing? So who directed more episodes? Okay. Mm-hmm. Meredith or Richard? Meredith. That's correct. Richard has directed a total of zero episodes. 
threw that in there as a trick question. Meredith or Jackson Avery? Meredith. Incorrect. Really? Meredith has only directed two episodes. Mm, she's produced. She's produced since season 13, maybe? Don't quote me on that. I'm incorrect. I'm a liar. Don't listen to me. She's been a, a producing for a long time. Right. But she's only directed two episodes. Again, according to the internet, could be very wrong. Ellen Pompeo can be free to correct us if she would like. I would love that, actually. I would love for her to correct me. <laughs> Please correct me. Um, Jackson or Dr. Bailey? Jackson. Incorrect. Hmm. Jackson has directed three episodes. So he only had Meredith beat by one. Okay. Uh, Dr. Bailey or Owen Hunt? Owen. Correct. Dr. Bailey has directed 21 episodes. Wow. Yeah, she's directed a lot. Again, according to the internet. Owen or Catherine Fox? Ooh, she does a lot, so does he. I'm going to go with Owen. Owen is correct, according, again, to the internet. Catherine has directed 28, and Owen has directed 31. Yeah, I know he's he likes directing. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think those are the only characters that direct at all, at least from the information that I could find. Nice, that's so. interesting. So chief of directing is Kevin McKidd, Owen Hunt. Kevin McKidd, chief of directing. All right, I think that wraps up our game. It sure does. Now we get to talk about Cruel Summer, which I'm so excited about. Let's do it. So Cruel Summer is a show that we decided to start watching, honestly, just because we needed something to talk about for the first one of the first couple episodes. And Mackenzie and I had agreed that we were going to watch two episodes and then, you know, use that to talk about. Well, I watched two episodes and could not stop watching. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but I couldn't stop watching. So it ended up being us watching pretty much the entire season. And now we get to talk about it finally. And I'm so excited. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I just wanted to say we're one episode before the finale, just for those listening. Correct. So this is before the finale was aired. Correct. We've watched up to episode nine so far. Um, mm -hmm. We've got the finale a few days away. Um, but at the time of this recording, we're all caught up. Did you feel the same way when you started watching? Like after you watched the two episodes, did you want to keep watching? I did. I did want to keep watching. Um, I think somewhere in the middle, though, I got a little less interested. I don't know why. But um, I don't know. I was like kind of over the back and forth. Okay. Interesting. I've been very hooked. I think it's because they waited so long to actually reveal what went on in Martin Harris's house. Mm -hmm. um, but I love the way that the show like the format of the show how it does the three summers um the same day yeah I like that you know per episode and it goes across all three years I think the actors do a phenomenal job particularly Jeanette um 
I forget her real name. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm bad with actors and actresses. Um, but I think that she, like when it cuts from like 93 to 94, like you can see, boom, completely different person. Mm-hmm. Same when it cuts from 94 to 95, boom, completely different person. Like I think she does an incredible job of going from like, oh, this awkward young preteen who doesn't know anything about anything to like all of a sudden she's a popular girl and she's 16 and she's this and she's that to oh my gosh her life is a wreck and in shambles and she's alone and has nobody right like i think she as an actress does incredible i agree and i also like the format it's different um, I don't think it's been done before. There's a lot of shows that go back and forth with time, but not this way. Correct. I think it kind of, in a little bit of a sense, reminded me of How to Get Away with Murder, but still different. Because How to Get Away with Murder starts at like the beginning and the end and then meets in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just like the same day, three years apart. And um, on, you know, a nerdy, like, cinematography <laughs> level um I really love like the difference in the years so I don't know if you've noticed but when you're watching the clips from 93 everything is bright and colorful like the saturation was probably boosted the brightness is up like it's you know a metaphor for lack of better word for like oh life is good everything's happy everything's great and then I've noticed that like the the third year everything's dark correct when you get to 94 it's kind of just regular you know like what you would see the composition of a regular show being and then when you get to 95 everything's so dark Mm -hmm. it's like they put the saturation way down like everything's almost gray like there's not a lot of color and i love that like i think that's beautiful to show like for both Jeanette and Kate, because they've both been through a lot. They both, you know, everything was good in 93. And then by the time they get to 95, they are both disasters at that point, honestly. You know, emotionally, physically, mentally, like they're just exhausted. And I just think that I had to say that because I think it's beautiful and it's worth mentioning. Right. For anyone that didn't notice, try to take notice of it. It's like, I mean, first of all, it helps you distinguish between you know, the years, because they do a good job of making Jeanette look different all three years. Kate, not so much. To me, Kate kind of looks the same sometimes. Um, So the color helps you, you know, think about the different years, but it also kind of puts you in the right mood that you're supposed to be in, you know? Like, you see all that gray and somewhere in your brain, it's like, oh, it's a sad time now, you know? So I just think from, like, I don't know if that was the director's choice or the editor's choice, whoever's choice it was beautiful choice could have been the producer's choice could have been jessica Beale's choice love it love it love it love it all right nerd i know i'm sorry i know that's <laughs> not your thing but i had to say it okay now you get it makes sense um anyway i want to know what what you think about jamie i was just gonna say let's like run through the characters um no i don't think much of them <laughs> really um i liked him i guess in 93 you don't really see that much of him though just you know him and kate 94 him and Jeanette. i i guess i like them too 95 i don't like him 
Well, yeah. But I like I get that it's also like a tricky situation for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like your girlfriend that you presumed dead came back and she's blaming the girl that you're with. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. It's tough because, you know, there's never an excuse for, you know, domestic violence. Like him punching Jeanette was like, that was, you know, the end of my love for Jamie for me. You know, I was kind of like. You loved him. I did. I thought he was so cute and like so sweet. And I don't know. I thought him and Jeanette were perfect together. Uh, I thought him and Kate were fine. Yeah. You know. As there was but, like nothing there wasn't much there i thought like from just seeing the 93 where it started um you know they had jeanette as like the awkward girl so i thought they were like you know the popular annoying people <laughs> but then like they're not really they're just kind of there exactly um but i did love him until you know 95 because I mean, obviously, this has taken a toll on him, like you said. I mean, he's punching people, girls, but people in general shouldn't punch people, (laughs) especially someone you're in a relationship with or a previous relationship with. Um, He's drinking and driving. He's drinking a lot in general for someone who's only 17 or 18 years old. Um, It's just not a good look for him. He's really going through it. Yeah. What do you think about um, Vincent? I love Vincent. He is the best character on the show and no one else can convince me otherwise. I agree. He's probably my favorite character. I love him. I had a feeling that he was gay from episode one. I just knew it. I was like, he's gay. Must I don't know. Just the gaydar, I guess. But then Mallory accused him of being in love with Jeanette at one point and that kind of threw me off I was like oh I guess not I guess he's supposed to be in love with Jeanette and blah 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 that lame story where he's in love with his best friend but then him and um Ben you know started being a thing and I was like yes he is gay I love that (laughs) I love it so much that scene where they were in the gay bar and they were dancing it was so cute and the bartender's like you know they're not old enough to be here (laughs) She was like, it's okay. It's a safe space. Just let them dance. It's like, I love that. That was cute. Those vibes are immaculate. I love that. <laughs> it was really cute. Speaking of Ben, what do you think about Ben? I know he's he's a pretty small character, but what do you think about him? Yeah, I like Ben. I don't have a problem with him. I think um, the recent, the 1995, um, we see that obviously something's wrong. He got in that car accident. I'm assuming he's like in a wheelchair, maybe, because when they did the interview uh, with the lawyer and, you know, they didn't, they only showed him from like the waist up at the table and she was like, oh, do you blame Jeanette for what happened to you? And he was like, yeah, I do. And just the way that they like had the angle, I feel like there's something wrong with like his legs. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I didn't like remember that. I've as I've mentioned, I have a really bad memory, so Yeah. <laughs> it's better for me to binge watch shows than watch them in order cuz then I forget between the weeks, but yeah, wow. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. And you've sold me on it. I feel bad though. I wonder what that means like 
for him and Vince, like, are they still together in 95? I'm, like, forgetting that we don't really see much of Ben in 95. No, you really don't. I mean, last thing you saw, I don't, was the car accident in 94? Yeah, it was in 94. Yeah. Because, yeah, Jamie was, just found out something, he was going to go see Jeanette or whatever. Right. He should really blame Jamie, not Jeanette, but. Please. Yeah. I Whatever. think poor Jeanette's just getting blamed for everything. What do you think about Mallory? I was just going to mention Mallory. Mm. I, I hate her. can't stand Mallory. I don't trust I her either. I haven't found a person on Twitter that can stand Mallory. Yeah. She's just not a likable character. Nope. She, I mean, I was very happy when Jeanette finally stood up for her because she's very much like a bully, but she's like the worst kind of bully because she's like the type of bully that's like, oh no, we're friends, you know? Mm. But I'm just gonna, like, I'm your friend because I'm gonna boss you around and you're easy to boss around. Right. You know? And I do think that, you know, as we're getting further along in the storyline, that it makes sense that Jeanette and Mallory grew apart because... Mallory's kind of an asshole and Jeanette's not, if that makes sense. I don't know. Question mark? Is Question Jeanette? mark. I don't know. Yeah, we don't really know yet, but... Honestly, I don't really like Jeanette either, but... What? I like Jeanette. <laughs> I don't really like anybody in this show. Oh my gosh. I like... I don't know. She just got... I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, for me, they did a good job of making her character likable, which is interesting because in the first episode, they really tried to make it seem like she was super involved. And maybe that's why, like, because they blamed her so much the first episode or two. But then now they're kind of like revealing a lot of Kate's secrets. And it's like, this poor girl is like probably innocent at this point. I mean, Obviously, she's not 100% innocent. She's lying about things like going back to Martin Harris's house and, you know, whatever else. But I really, I don't know if I think she saw her. I don't, I was looking on like Twitter and everybody's like, oh, see, like they didn't see each other, blah, blah, blah. Like Kate saw her when she came in, whatever. But that was definitely not the last time she was in that house. So you can't say, they just did that so you could think that like oh kate's lying but she definitely comes back i think so we know she's been in that house a hundred times i think so for sure i don't know i don't really i think that they're both telling their own truth i think that you know kate believes that she saw her but maybe she didn't right that's the other thing too that i struggle with is i also kind of like kate like Again, I think they did a good job of making her a likable character. Obviously, she went through something very traumatic. So, like, you want to sympathize with her and like her, which I do. But that also means I don't want either one of them to be wrong. Like, I don't... Right. Like, I don't want Jeanette to be lying and I don't want Kate to be lying. But mm -hmm. it, it'll be interesting to see if they make both of those things true or not. Yep. But with that, I think we should jump into our fan theories discussion because i'm i think we're getting to the point where we're starting to formulate theories and i'm i'm excited for it so i think we should jump into that okay so i saw some fan theories that i jotted down um i gotta say the fans of cruel summer are very observant okay so 
let's just get into it. Um, like a lot of the theories are about Annabelle. Yes. Who is Annabelle? One theory is that Annabelle is another student who was groomed into running away with Martin, or he killed her and has her body down there. Oh my god. Dun dun dun. Interesting. Alright, so another Annabelle theory. So a lot of people think Annabelle is an object. Particularly, they think that it's Martin's gun. Because he says, you asked me before how this ends, and people think it's going to be like a double suicide kind of thing. Like where he kills her and then kills himself. Interesting. Wow. And he said before about how his like dad had guns and his dad killed himself or whatever. So they, a lot of people are putting like, there's a lot of references to guns in the show and everything. Oh my gosh. Why are people so smart? I'm like, <laughs> my theories are very surface level. Like they are not this deep. They certainly probably don't have any support to the theories, but I'm just like, wow. Um, we kind of mentioned this, but um, theory is that Jeanette didn't see Kate Christmas Eve, but she saw her another time when she came back. We know she has the key and goes there multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um Kate saw Jeanette and thought Jeanette saw her too, but they were looking through a one-way mirror. Interesting. You know, they keep showing that mirror in the basement. I don't know. People are questioning mirrors. All right. And then um, this one's interesting. So, you know when Jeanette stole the snow globe from the house when she came in? Mm Mm-hmm. They're saying that they showed Kate at the window, right? And that little nutcracker, whatever, that figurine fell over and hit the curtain. And it opened the curtain a little bit. And she saw the bike riding away. Well, everyone was saying that it had a card in the bike spoke, which is Mallory's bike, not Jeanette's. Mallory has a card in her bike. And Jeanette doesn't. And that they showed that interesting i'm like how do people pay attention to this so after jeanette came in the house well yeah i guess mallory was with her right that would explain why mallory has the snow globe that's the other thing no one knows how she got the snow globe maybe mallory maybe mallory followed her or maybe they went together and yeah yeah. Like maybe Mallory's or and she just thought it was Jeanette because Jeanette was in the house. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I do like that's my theory. It's not really a theory, but I feel like Mallory's the bad guy here. Mallory's that's involved. My, Mallory is totally involved. She is upset about that big blowout that they had and she is ready to pin everything on Jeanette. And that also explains why she's becoming friends with Kate, you know, the whole keep your enemies close thing. Right, and that's... She wants to know what she knows and what she thinks. That's another theory here. Someone says that um, Jeanette was bragging about stealing the snow globe and Mallory decides to return it. And she sees Kate and Kate assumes it's Jeanette. 
Um, Mallory does nothing, and that's why she becomes friends with her, because of guilt, and why she kind of insists that Jeanette's a bad person, and Jeanette did it, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that would make sense. I like that theory for sure. Another theory, this is the last one, I believe. Um, you know, the in the middle year, when Jamie and Jeanette are coming back from like their date or whatever, and they hear gunshots... Yes, I forgot about it. And Vince, Vincent's outside. Vincent's outside. And Vincent's like, what was that? I think it was gunshots. And Jamie's like, oh, don't worry about it. And he like brings Jeanette inside. And people think that that is when Martin Harris either shoots himself or Kate shoots Martin Harris. Interesting. And like Vincent goes and calls the cops. And then that's how like Kate gets found or something. I thought I think that gunshot has some kind of significance, which makes sense because why else would they show it? Right. I and I do agree with that, but I thought, and again, my memory is terrible. I thought they had mentioned something about like the cops shot him, but maybe not. I I mean, honestly, these people on Twitter, I would trust them a lot more than me because <laughs> obviously they do their research. So don't listen to right. me. I just um. There's something in the back of my head that was telling me that the cops, but that would be interesting. So another thing that I've been thinking about is the snow globe. Jeanette wants it back, right? And we know, I believe when Jamie got that phone call from Kate, you can hear the snow globe in the background. And... I don't know why, but I think Jeanette thinks, like, that's her out. Or maybe that's what she thinks is going to, like, have her convicted. Because that's why she wants it back. But that, like, phone call has something to do with it. Yeah, well, I think it's probably because Jeanette lied to the cops about never have been to... She's never been to the house before after that. So that would prove that she's lying, which would, you know, how... Uh, trials work that would taint her character like what else is she lying about and all that stuff so same with you know uh Jeanette getting those chats from uh, her brother Derek about um you know Kate went into the house willingly and like Mm -hmm. that's gonna prove that her character is flawed because she lied about it right so uh, that's probably why Jeanette is so protective of that snow globe and that voicemail yeah well, if Mallory has it, she should just frame Mallory. <laughs> True. Going into the finale, I think those items that we mentioned, Annabelle, the snow globe, the card and the bike spoke, the gunshots that we heard, like all these things are going to tie in somehow. And we're going to see that. Definitely. Definitely. I'm like, I can't believe there's only one episode left and I'm so excited to see how it's all going to tie together. Um, should you and I make some final predictions and then maybe in a couple episodes we can uh, discuss the finale and if uh, we were close or how far off we were? Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. Again, I don't have like a full-blown, like well-thought-out theory, but I feel like Mallory is definitely involved. I think maybe... She was there when Jeanette went in the house to get the snow globe. Like maybe she was waiting on the bike outside keeping watch or something. Um, since you said that thing with the card and the bike spoke. 
Um, I think that maybe Kate, I think that Kate is telling the truth. I think that she thinks she saw Jeanette, whether it's actually Mallory or whether it's like, you know, an effect of what she went through. Like maybe she thinks she saw someone and she didn't because she's been trapped in a basement. Not only has she been trapped in a basement, but we also know she was locked in Martin Harris's house for at least a couple months. You know, they went all through all the way through Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. So not having any sort of human connection, outside connection, like I'm no psychologist, but I know that's probably not good, you know, and the th- I know the therapist and Kate talked about her not remembering things properly and all of that so I think her uh, mental state might tie into why she thinks she saw Jeanette Um, and other than that I think that Jeanette is telling the truth I don't think Jeanette saw her Um, I think she's lying about how often she's been there but I don't think she saw her and that's my final guess I guess (laughs) what do you think I think, well, they have this lawsuit. I feel like that's how they're going to close it out. Um, I don't think there's any, like, hardcore proof that can prove, like, what actually happened if she saw her, if she didn't. So I don't know how they're going to handle that lawsuit. I think the lawsuit's more about, like, how Kate diminished her name, Jeanette's. Um, I agree that I don't think that Kate's lying in her sense. I don't know whether she is or... And just, you know, like you said, her mental state or if she is actually telling 100% the truth. Um, Because she did say, when she said it, she said, we locked eyes through the basement window. That's what she said. So it couldn't have been when Jeanette came through the house on Christmas. So it has to be another time for sure. That's Um, a good point. I think that they're, I think the lawsuit thing is just going to end, like, they're both right but Jeanette's name's already been rubbed through the mud and I think Kate's is going to be when Jeanette releases that Kate went through to the house on her own and everything so they're both just going to be unhappy um I do think Mallory's involved somehow don't know how and I think that Ben's in a wheelchair that's how my (laughs) that's my predictions (laughs) that's a good prediction i'm i back you on that one thank you you're welcome i guess we'll find out in uh, a few days yeah a few days can't wait very excited the uh season finale of cruel summer airs on tuesday june 15th it'll be uh over by the time anyone hears this but uh that's all right that's all right maybe people haven't watched it yeah, it's true. People could still be behind. People can listen back and laugh at how wrong we were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, I think uh, our next episode, we're going to be talking about the Friends reunion and the premiere of The Bachelorette. So that's super exciting. We drop new episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Absolutely. You can also follow us on social media, uh, at Pod. We're on 
uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff. Uh, and you'll get all your latest binger news there. Um, but for now, we will see you guys next week. Keep on binging. <laughs> <laughs>